0: This is a fundamental sikha on the topic of Bitochen and Trachtgut Vedzaingut. We are learning the sikha L'zchus HaShlucha Henya Bas Brocha Dveireleya. The sikha is based on Parsha Shmois. When Moshe Rabbeinu comes out of the palace, on one day he sees an Egyptian man beating a Jewish man and he kills him. The next day, he sees two Jewish men fighting. And he says to one, why are you hitting? Why are you striking your friend? And he says to, and the Jewish man responds, this was Dawson and Aviram, as we know, that says, misam chalish, who put you in charge? Are you going to kill me like you killed that Egyptian person yesterday? And Moshe Rabbeinu became afraid. And he said, it's become known, this thing. Seemingly meaning the fact that he killed the Egyptian has become known. And ultimately, Pare's palace does find out about this, and they want to kill Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe is forced to run away. And the question that we're going to ask is why is it necessary to tell us that Moshe was afraid? Why is Moshe's emotion here in this part of the story relevant and necessary to be written into the Torah? Yigdal Moshe Vayetzay Moshe grew up, went out to his brothers. Ma'ke and he saw an Egyptian person hitting, striking a Jewish man. Moshe then goes and strikes and kills this Egyptian. and then on the second day, Vayaymer he sees to Uh, Jewish men fighting and he says to the wicked one why are you striking your friend so he says to him who made you in charge are you going to kill me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday was afraid and he said indeed the thing has become known and Parah hears about this and he wants to kill Moshe, and Moshe runs away to the country of Midian, the land of Midian. So Rashi comes to explain what was Moshe afraid of. Rashi writes as follows, number one, It's meant to be understood literally. He was afraid for his life. And then Rashi brings a Medrish. Doag Meshavaina was worried, he was concerned. He saw amongst the Yidden people who were wicked and they were gossipers, informers. Omar, he said, He said, if that's the case, maybe they are not worthy to be redeemed. So the Pashtub is he was afraid for his life. The other pshat, the, the Medrash's pshat, is that Moshe was afraid that maybe the Yidden are not worthy of the Geula. The so we have to ask a question, we have to understand a little bit better. My time Rashi. Why does Rashi not suffice with the literal understanding of the pasik? Shayyarri lenavsayu afraid for his life because it had become known and ultimately publicized that he was the one who killed Dimitri so why does Rashi not suffice with that pshat? and Rashi seems compelled to bring the pshat of the medrish again a medrish is not pshutish mikra, and he brings this pshat that Moshe was concerned that they weren't worthy of the geula sheim is bikra that has no hint, no allusion in the pasuk. U'bifrat, especially. That if you if this is the meaning of the words also the continuation of the pasuk now has to be changed from the literal understanding, <inaudible> that what was what became known, the fact that the Yitzh was killed by Moshe, that was the, the detail that became known, and that was the reason for Moshe's fear. We now have to change that, because if Moshe's fear is from the fact that the Yidin are not worthy of Ga'ulah, then what's Neidah hadavar? What became known? Therefore Rashi is compelled to also explain that in a different manner. So, therefore, Rashi is compelled to also explain that in a different manner. And therefore, also on the words, in addition to Rashi saying, that you first and foremost can, can, be, can understand it literally, Rashi adds also the Pirish of the Medrish. I became I, It became known to me. This thing that I was wondering. What did the do? What did they sin? To be so uh, uh, tortured with the slave labor. I was wondering, what did they do to deserve this? But now I know what they did to deserve this. Because their conduct is unbecoming. So, you can understand the Pasuk literally. That Moshe was afraid for his life. Now it is known that he's the one who killed Dimitri. But then you can, turn, then there's a Medrash. But if you touch on the Vayira Moshe, that Moshe was afraid of where's the Geula gonna come from, then also also has to be changed from the Purisha Paschot and understood that he was not enough figured out what the Yidin did to deserve the Avedis Perech. So the question is, why? what's wrong with the Purusha Poshet that Rashi is compelled to bring a Medrash and then a second Medrash to complement the first Medrash? And we can explain this very simply. Rashi Because of Zed Rashi is coming to answer a general question on this Pesach. va yemer Why is it necessary in the Pesach to tell us that Moshe was afraid and he said it became known? (inaudible) This fear of Moshe did not trigger any immediate reaction (inaudible) on Moshe's part. (inaudible) We don't see that Moshe ran away to Midian just yet. First it says (inaudible) Pari heard about it. Pari wanted to kill him. And then Moshe ran away so in general in general in general when we look throughout the Torah we don't find the Torah to describe the emotions of the various different biblical personalities and uh, in the stories that were told we're told the facts what happened because those are the ones that are necessary to us if the Torah says Vahiro Moshe it must be because the relative to the story is relevant to the story But in the way we're looking at the psukim, there's no relevance to the fact that Moshe was afraid. There's no action that gets triggered by Moshe's fear on Moshe's part. So the question that's bothering Rashi is why does the Pasik even tell us that Vayir Moshe? And Rebbe adds in the the brackets, you may want to say the, the same question on the whole story. Why couldn't it just say that Moshe killed the Mitzri and Pari found out and Moshe ran away to Midian? Why do we have to have the whole story of the, of the two Jewish men fighting? And the Rebbe explains in the brackets that that is necessary because how did Pari find out? Pari find out because they informed on him. So the fact that there was a story there with Shnei Anoshim Ivrim Nitzim, the two Jewish men fighting, is a necessary detail in the story. But the fact that Moshe was afraid, Rashi is bothered by that. What is its point? You don't and, and there's no. You shouldn't ask the same question on the whole story of Moshe and Dustin of Virdum. The Havli The pasuk should have just related to us that Pari heard Alvara Rigas a Mitzri about the killing of the Mitzri by Yivrach Moshe and Moshe was forced to run away. And the whole story that the two Jewish men were fighting and they said to Moshe, "Who put you in charge? Are you going to kill us?" kill me, uh, that, that entire story is not necessary. You can't ask that question why. The answer to that question is understood from the fact that Rashi tells us that Pari heard. How did Pari hear about it? Because these people, informed to Pari on Moshe. So by telling us The story of the two Jewish men fighting, the Torah is telling us how this information reached Paris. But it doesn't answer the question, why does the Pasek tell us about Moshe's fear? But maybe and therefore Rashi brings the in That Moshe's fear is not related to the story specifically. Moshe's fear was a, a, a an overall fear about the, the worthiness of the Yidden to go out of this galus, and therefore it's a very important thing to know that Moshe was concerned for the destiny of the Yidden. And Taker, it's not actually relevant to this specific story. In Sif Bez, the Rebbe is going to begin Sif Bez with saying that we have to understand even al Pshutay, the, the the words Vayira Moshe. The fact that Moshe was afraid has to fit in also into the shot of the pasuk. Can't, we can't suffice with the Medrash, and we're going to add. We're going to introduce the whole concept of. Was Yaakov's uh, sorry Moshe Rabbeinu's fear? We're going to bring Yaakov into the sicha as well in a moment. Was it a legitimate fear? Was it was it righteous of Moshe to be afraid? And this is going to lead us to a question on the idea of bitochin. So it's a few parts to sivayz. We'll take one at a time. Vinei kipol nchein mikrayit midipsrutay since, as we know. Pasik has to always be understood, first and foremost, on the most basic level. didan, especially in this Pasach. Not only does Rashi not suffice with the Pirish of the Medrash, Rashi actually prefaces the word kipsute before Medrash. Rashi starts the Rashi with telling us that first and foremost, this pasik should and can be understood according to the basic Literal understanding. Therefore, we must conclude that also according to the simple meaning of Moshe's fear, the Maisha was afraid because it became known that he killed the mitzri and now he was afraid for his life. So there has to be an explanation and a reason. That fits in with the pshutay mikra. That fits in, even if you're going to base it on a drash, you'll use a drash to bring it in. But it has to, it has to address the simple fear of Moshe. Moshe's fear for his life, and also th- that fear fits in to the story and is relevant to the story. So that's, so that's what we're going to try to explain now, according to the pasha the that Moshe was afraid of his for, for his life. Because the fact that he killed the Mitzli became known? How is that story, that detail relevant to the story? So we're going to begin by introducing the words of the Medrash. The Yankee was very afraid and he was distressed. This is a Pasik in Parsus Vayishlach. We are learning the Sikha together during Parsus Vayishlach. So right in the beginning in the of in in uh, in the in the, in the section of the first day of, the, of Yem Rishon, the Parches of Yishlach, after Yankiv Avinu sends Malachim messengers or angels, to Esav to see where Esav is holding and he gets the information back that Esav is coming with 400 men or 400 armies. Yankiv is very afraid. Says the medrish like this, Rapinchas B'Shem Reuven, Rapinchas B'Shem Reuven said as follows, Shnei b'nei Adam, there are two people, he v'ftekh ana kadish baruchu evenster promised them that he will look out for them v'nisharu and nevertheless they were afraid habakhash baavotz the chosen of the forefathers habakhash baanavim and the chosen of the navim abakhash baav is yankev the chosen of the avot is yakav avinu va'amri kadish baruchu vi ne'onay ge'imah ge'pa'as va'yeit say hashem says to him, i am going with you ikhfadakh mitayakh and in the end, he was still afraid. As the Possack says, Yaqi yeah, was afraid. The chosen of the Nevi'im is Moshe Rabbeinu. The Abish says to Moshe when he goes to Mitzrayim, I will be with you. But at the end, Moshe is afraid. This is in Parashas Chukas. When Moshe is about to take on Hashem says, do not be afraid. Said, Hashem wouldn't say, don't be afraid. Unless he was afraid. So again, just to clarify that this is not the Vayira that is in Parsha Shemois, which is not being addressed in this Medrash. This Medrash is addressing the Vayira Moshe that happens much later when the Yidin are about to go into Israel and they have to fight off But the message is the same, that Moshe has a Yira, a fear. Although the Eviister said, "I'll be with you," so the Midrash brings out this very, uh, very interesting point that both of these incredible giants were, on the one hand, were told by the there that he will be with them and he will look out for them, and yet both of them were refra- were afraid in their own specific case when something happened. Now, is the medris saying a compliment? That despite the fact that they had all these promises, they were humble about it and they were afraid? Or is the medris saying something derogatory? That they, they were lacking faith? So there's a makhloikis in the mefarshiya The medrish doesn't tell us one way or the other way. The medrish tells us the facts. That they were afraid. The, the mefarshiya have two ways of looking at it. Yes, mefarshiya medrish. Yes, some say this is a, 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 the praise of Yaakov and Moshe. Even though they were promised by Hashem, they didn't rely on this promise. Because they were afraid that maybe because of their sin, they had lost some of the promise. And they were not any more worthy for the fulfillment of the Abishers promise. And therefore, it shows a sense of humility, of of not being overly confident with the Abishter's haftakha avu yas mefarshim but there are other mefarshim shekavanos amedris she ein lil medem she rois leleder the, the madris is teaching us what not to do the madris is saying it in a negative that we shouldn't learn from them we should not be afraid el nochein libe batuaq pa his heart should always be prepared ready with faith in hashem who could demonstrate past the same activity of the medrash? And it actually fits in this approach with the continuation of the medrash. So maybe Ma Shaanavi Mekamtes Israel, which brings the Navi uh, rebuking the Yidden. V'Emir Le Vatishka Hashem Eisacha Vatefachid Tomid Kolayim. You forgot the Eibishter who created you, and you're afraid the whole day. Shaanavi Yichiyaches Israel Azah Shalim Efeachim. That the Navi, the Navi. The prophet is rebuking the Yidden for constantly being afraid. Because once the Abish said that he's going to watch over you, you have nothing to be afraid. So this is the second way of understanding the Medrash. And the Medrash is saying, don't learn from Yankee and Maisha. Do not be afraid. The gives a promise you can be confident and assured with the promise that it's going to be good. So the Rebbe says, we have to understand the, the first opinion of the Mefarshim. Sorry, the second opinion that the proper thing is to not be afraid. What is so terrible if a person is concerned that maybe the, the sins that I have done have affected the promise? I would think on the contrary, this is a great a very lofty level, that his humility is so great, that he's constantly worried, maybe his avodah is not complete, and he still has sin, so instead of walking around so sure and confident, that the Abish just said, and therefore it's going to be for sure, maybe a person should be a little worried, and not in a in a lack of faith in Hashem, but in a lack of faith in yourself, or in a, in, in a nicer way, a little bit of humility. I'm not perfect, and if I'm not perfect, maybe I have to be worried about the fulfillment of the of Why is this such a terrible thing? Why? Why is it roish shelo lira? In the sikhah, there's many, many haaris that are, that enrich the pnim of the Sicha. They enrich the actual sikhah. Um... Generally, we're not really going to focus on the Haaretz. We're, go, we're going to learn through the main part of the Sicha. But in each of these questions, in each of these discussions, the, the Rebbe and the haris brings sources in Nigla and in, and in Nister to support. You know, when it's the question, to support the question. When it comes to the beer, to support the beer. And it, 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 if you have a chance to learn through the Haaretz, it actually makes the Sicha even more beautiful and even more enriching. So the Rebbe now is going to say that this question that you're asking is really not just a question on Yanke Vavino, or not just a question on this Medrash, but it's a question on the whole idea of Bittachin. And from this point in on, we're going to explore the idea of Bittachin. And we're going to, Be'ezez gain a whole new understanding in what Bittachin means. And with that, we're going to be able to go back to the Pasuk of Ayinah Moshe and understand what the Pasuk is teaching us with the, with the fact that Moshe was afraid. Ach! This question, why should a person, uh, why are you saying that, what's wrong with being afraid? Maybe a person should always be concerned. This question is actually not just a question on this medrish, but it's a question on the whole idea of bitachen. The idea of bitachen is not just a belief. In the ability of Hashem to do good for him and to, ch- to save him from distress. Emuna <inaudible> means that I know that Hashem could do it. Bitochen means that I know that it's going to happen. That, it's, that it's, he's confident, he's certain of it. So much so that he is totally, at, uh, uh, totally calm, totally at peace, and not concerned at all. As the says, the definition of b'tochin is the peace of mind of the B'tukhin, the one who has the b'tochin, and his heart is totally reliant. And he who, in whom he trusts, the Eibishter, that he will do what is good and proper for him, and that matter in which he is trusting. So, means that a person believes that the Eibishter can, can do anything. means that the person is certain that it's going to happen to him. Where, what is the basis of this certainty? Even when there is a promise from Hashem, we see that there's a possibility that the promise won't be fulfilled because the sin might get involved and and stop the fulfillment of the promise. How much more so is this possible when there's no explicit promise from the Havish and this concern that maybe there's sin involved that might affect the fulfillment of the promise is applicable to everyone. The pasuk says, "There's no righteous person in this world that has done only good and no sin." So everybody has some sin. So how could a person be so confident and not be afraid? And this is, this could be inferred from Yaakov Avinu. Even Yaakov Ovinu was afraid. Maybe the hate, maybe the sin will affect the fulfillment of the Abish's promise. How much more so us regular people. And it's ain't tzaddik, nobody is perfectly righteous. So where does this confidence come from? How can a person be so certain that everything is going to be good? When there's hate involved, so in Sif Gimel the Rebbe is going to suggest a beer, an explanation, and the Rebbe in Sif Daled is going to refute this. But in Sif Gimel the Rebbe is going to suggest that bitachin doesn't mean that I know that it's going to have a positive outcome for me. That I that it's going to turn out the way I wanted to. Bitachin means that because everything is from Hashem, Therefore, even if it has a, a negative outcome, it still doesn't worry me, because I know that this is the Hashem's plan. So it could be that the outcome will, will not be but nevertheless, it doesn't worry me, because I know it comes from Hashem. This is what the Rebbe is going to suggest in Siv Gimel, and then in Sif Dal, the Rebbe is going to refute this. yesh seemingly we can explain as follows. The concept, of, the idea of bitachin is based on the fact on the, on the, on the, on the emuna that everything comes from the When a person is in a time of distress or in a difficult time, it's not because the other person that's causing the distress, the other situation that's causing the distress has control over this person. Everything is from the Eibster and therefore he is a total peace because however you look at it it's, he's still at peace if he is not deserving of anything bad then he's confident he's certain that the Abster will save him from this problem and this is true even when he doesn't see any natural way for this for him to be saved Because who can tell the Ebishter what to do? The Ebishter has the power to change the nature. And therefore, I say to myself, if I am deserving of it, the Ebishter can certainly super-see the nature, overpower the nature, and do and save me. And if a person is not deserving of this kindness, and he is deserving of this consequence, this negative consequence, he still is in total peace. Because he knows certainly, he knows clearly that his tzara, his, his his hardship, is not an outcome of this specific circumstance that is causing it, that seems to be causing it. Rather, it's coming directly from the Ebeshter. That he did not fulfill his obligation to the Abishter and therefore he had to go through this consequence. And therefore he's only afraid of the Abishter and he's not afraid of anything else. So even though the the outcome might not be what he want what, what he wants it to be, but nevertheless he's not afraid because. The only person, the only the only uh, force that's at play here is the Eibister, and therefore, you know, if you are afraid of a monster, if you are afraid of a situation, if you are afraid of another person that's trying to destroy you, then then you're afraid. Maybe that person is stronger than me. But if the but but if that person has no power and it's only the Eibister that's at play here, then I'm at peace that whatever the Eibister wants will come out. If it's good, if it's good, if it's not what I wanted, you know, at, at least it's it's from the Eibister. And even more than that, he can even explain to himself that this negative consequence is for his benefit. As we know, that also the punishments in Torah are part of the Aveda's kindness. To cleanse the person from the blemish of the Aveda. There's no reason to be afraid, there's no reason to be worried, because everything's coming for the Abishcher. Now, peace and And according to this, we'll understand. We're still explaining that this is the beer that the Rebbe is suggesting. The two things are not a contradiction. The fact that on the one hand, the person has bitachin, and on the other hand, it's possible that it's Shema machit. The Yacheli is to be talking Bashem, because it's possible for a person to be. To believe with total bitokhin in the Eibush at the same time that he knows that it's possible that his sin might have caused the effect of the, the, the promise to, to to not be fulfilled, and he knows that he won't merit to be saved from this tsara. It's not a stira. Why? Because despite the fact that he knows that he's not going to be saved from this tzara, it doesn't affect his peace of mind. Because he knows and believes that everything that is happening to him is from the e-bishter. In that case, why do the Mefarshim say roi shaloi lira? The person shouldn't be afraid if the whole fear is only fear from the Eibsheter. Hashem, and therefore the person is a menuchas and nefesh. Why do the Mefarshim say roi shaloi lira? That we shouldn't be like Yanki Vavin, or like Moshe, we're afraid. So the Rebbe explains that that the Mefarshim write that the Medrash is telling us that it is proper to not be afraid. The Einlil will be Yanki Vavin, and we shouldn't learn from Yanki Vavin because they were afraid. High no shmi pastu saksumim That's because from the P'sukim, it's understood. Shohu yudayim Davara rametsa. That they were not afraid of the Eivishter. They were afraid of the outside force that was causing the distress. The afraid of Esav. Ya'akov was afraid of Esav. <speaking in Hebrew> you see that Ya'akov right away goes and deals with preparing himself for battle with Esav. So it implies to us that Ya'akov's fear was from Esav. Don't be afraid of him. Of this kind of fear, if you are afraid of the thing or the person that is causing the distress, that shows a lack of bittachin. So, therefore, the Medrash says, but in the idea of bittachin, the fact that a person has fear of Hashem is not a problem. On and the, and, and the one hand, the person is a, it, it knows that whatever the Ebister wants is going to happen, but he's at peace because of that, because whatever the Ebister wants is going to happen. So this is the Rebbe's suggestion in Sif Gimel as to what bitachin means. Bitachin means that a person is totally at peace. Why is he at peace? Not necessarily because he knows that the outcome is going to be the way he would want it to be, but he's at peace because he knows that the Ebister is in charge. And whatever happens... Is from the Eibushter. There's no other force in the world that is in control of his life. And not only that, but the Eibushter does it. Even if it seems negative, uh, it is ultimately letevaser. In Ziv Dalet, the Rebbe is going to refute this, and the Rebbe is going to say that bitachin has to be bitayva niravanigla. Bitachin has to be that the person knows that the outcome is going to be good for him, good. In the in, in a visible and revealed way, not just good because the Ebrister is in charge, and the Rebbe is going to bring from the Chavas Olavas that Vitachin is applicable even Lemish Mish'einu Eroi, even someone who is undeserving. So the Rebbe is going. To, we're going to go back to our question: How can a person have bitachen, That that is going to have a that's going to be a positive outcome, not just a positive outcome with the Ebrister, what the Ebrister wants, but a positive outcome with the person wants at the same time when. It might be Aroi, it might be undeserving of it. So that's what the Rebbe is going to refute Siv Gimel and then ask, and this will take us back to our original question. How do you reconcile Bitochen with the fear for the future, especially in a case when a person is not deserving of the Abishter's may not be deserving of the Abishter's kindness? Siv Dalat. Aval Ain Be'er, Zem, This explanation does not suffice, does not satisfy our question. Because the most basic, simple understanding of Bitochen is not just a, a peace of mind That whatever happens, happens Because it's from the Ebishter Bitochen means that the person is confident is, trusts the Ebishter That it's going to be a visible and revealed goodness that the is going to save him from his distress from his tzara that's what bitachen means when you talk about Bitachin, Tachin can't just mean I, I'm calm about it Bitachin means that I know that it's going to be good visibly down here in this world good now, now it's in, but it's, so therefore the previous beer is not good why? Because the uh, uh, according to what we're saying now, the previous explanation would mean that bitachin is not really applicable by most people. As we mentioned before, there's no tzaddik in this world, there's no perfect person in this world that has never sinned. Who? amongst us, is able to say that they are 100% worthy of the Abish's kindness. The, 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 the most they can do, the most a regular person can do, is say, I trust in Hashem that whatever happens, I'll be, peace, I'll be at peace because it's from the ebishter. turn. lettevas, but it's also for their good. And the sheinah teva nideva is just that we can't see how how it's for our good. But you're basically saying that bitachen doesn't apply to most people. If we're saying now that bitachin means teva nideva nigla and we know that bitachen is only, that teva nideva nigla is only possible to those who were ain't tzadik v'anatash y'haz a teva layachtah only someone who's a tzaddik, then how could you expect bitokhin from a regular person? It seems like only tzaddikim gburim that are perfect and have completed their Aveda and have no fear that there's sin in their life, only they can have the proper bitokhin but it doesn't work like that. And, the, and the, the, the the rabbi brings a proof from the Chavis of In the section where he's explaining why Bitochen work, why why a person could be trust, uh, trusting in Hashem. a There's someone upon whom you could trust. That he, will, that he will be there for you with the ultimate generosity and kindness. <speaking in Hebrew> to he who is worthy, he who is not worthy. <speaking in Hebrew> and his generosity will be constant, and his kindness will continue. It doesn't stop. So we see from this that means to even someone who is not worthy. So let's just summarize these last two paragraphs. The first first paragraph that Rebbe says, that Bitochen is asked to be Nigla. According to the earlier beer, it seems that Nigla only works for very, very minute people. But in Salevaviz it says, that B'techen is even So on the one hand, we know that even someone who's undeserving could have B'techen. On the other hand, we know that B'techen that means to expect and to be certain that it's going to be positive in the most practical, real, visible sense. So they were basically going back to the original question. Even though the Eibishter does have an even on those who may be undeserving, It's also possible that a person has to suffer the consequences of his misdeeds. So what is the basis for this confidence? That a person is so certain that the hei will do kindness to him even when he is undeserving. So we started out asking what is so terrible with Yaakov's Yaakov, It's a sign of humility that a person should be afraid. Not to be overly confident. So he said that this is bad some a question on the whole idea of bitachim. What is the Yusaid? What is the foundation of the Bitachim? How does a person have this sense of confidence that it's going to be good? So we wanted to suggest in Siv Gimel, it's not that the person knows what's gonna be, the person says whatever is going to be is from the Ibishhthar. So Nsif Talabah says, No, that's not bitachim. Bitochen, means that a person knows that it's going to be good, good in the parameters of this world, and the parameters of this person's perspective. And we know that Bitochen is applicable even to people who are not deserving of it. So the question is, someone who's not deserving, even someone who is deserving, how, how does he know for certain that he's deserving? because is someone who knows that they're not 100% deserving. How can they be so certain that the Yebishter is going to do goodness, kindness, in the in the perspective and the parameters of our world and it's if hey, the Rebbe is going to going to answer the question by revolutionizing and transforming our understanding of Bitochen what does it mean Bitochen versus Amunah and the Rebbe is going to explain that Bitochen means that we have the power through our bitachon to change the reality or to change the destiny of the situation and the Rebbe is going to explain this and the Rebbe is going to bring beautiful rayas for it and it's based on this very famous story that the Tzemach Tzedek told a Chassid of his this was a Chassid his name was Michal Bliner from the city of Neville he came to the Rebbe to the Tzemach Tzedek, and he told the Tzemach Tzedek that his son is deathly ill and he came to Davin he came to the Rebbe to Azrachman. Rabbi in Ha'ara 37. He says, paskins, that if someone has a chaila basai, That a person has a, someone who is ill in their home, they should go to the Chachum Shabire. We learned the the, the Sikha on this uh, we learned the Sikha together actually in the beginning of the COVID era. And the Rebbe explains what the Chacham is. The Chacham is someone who cares about everyone, knows what everyone needs. Shebi but he's not locked up in his own Daladamus. He is he is aware of what's going on around him. And uh, the Chacham Shebi is able, because of who he is, to be to to, to ask Rachamim on this chayla. So this Chassid did exactly that. He went to his Rebbe, the Tzemach Tzedek, and he asked, he asked the Tzemach Tzedek for him. And the Tzemach Tzedek said to him, "Tracht gut, gut. Think positive, think good, and it's going to be good. And the Rebbe is going to explain what this means. Yuvan "We'll understand this." Mm-hmm. According to the words of the Simchadik, more that were brought, that were mentioned numerous times by the Frayidik Rebbe. He answered to a person who came and and, and, and pleaded of him later to. Awaken the mercies of above upon this child who was deathly ill. And the Ritzemachter said to him, good, good, tev, Think good, think goodness, think positive, and it's going to be good. And by the way, the end of the story is that the child makes a complete recovery. It's mashma from these words, that the very thought to the positive, which is the trust that he has in the tevis will bring positive outcomes, in a visible and revealed good. So now, let us try to explain the meaning of these words. How does thinking positive, how does it, how does it assure the person that it's good? the the obligation of Bitochen, that we are commanded bitokhin is not just a a way of life it's a mitzvah it's not just a a, an offshoot of emunah that we know that everything is in the hands of shamayim and the abishter is kind and the abishter is merciful so person, uh, the person is that uh, the Eibishter could do it, and the bitachin is that, I, that because of that I I I, I know that is, I trust that the Eibishter is going to do it. The also, because that, that does not need its own mitzvah, that's included in emuna. If I believe that the Eibishter could do it, then everything is in hands of Hashem. So that's emuna. What's bitachin? What is the the, the advantage of bitachin over emuna? Not advantage. The the uh, the next step of bitachin beyond emuna. The mitzvah of Bitochin is its own Avaidah, its own task. That its definition is, The person should rely and depend on the Eibishter. To the point that he throws his entire destiny, his entire future in the hands of Hashem. Like it says in the Pasuk, Throw Yehavka literally means your your uh, your wealth, but here in this context it means your everything. Throw your being, your, your everything, onto Hashem. He has nothing to rely on in this world besides the And this is what it means. What 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 it says in Chayvus and Levavus should be who that B'tochin is keevet ha'osir like a a servant a slave who is locked up asheru bebeis ha'boir brishus that is inside the pit in the dungeon in the domain of his master at this point she called B'tochinah shela osir who rakal adonov the entire uh, uh, hope and trust of the inmate of the Eved is on his Master. <speaking in Hebrew> he is only in his hands. <speaking> in <Hebrew> no other person could help him, no other person could hurt him, <speaking in Hebrew> besides for the Master. So just like a person that is in a, a dungeon, and the only person that has access to it is the Master, and therefore anything that happens to him from this point point on is in the is in the hands of the Master, and therefore his Bitach and his trust his faith is in this master because he's the only one that could do anything for him. So too, when a person is going through life, Haslech al Hashem Yehovcha, means that, he, that everything that is going on in his life is entirely dependent on the Eibishter. He doesn't rely or depend or trust in anything else besides for the Eibishter. The Lachin move on. And therefore it's understood. It's a very important suffer. With regards to, did I mention this earlier, what happens if the natural circumstances don't seem to play itself out in in, in the way we want it to? Doesn't change anything. (laughs) This kind of is is in a manner that the that the uh, natural situation doesn't make a difference. So, even if according to nature it seems impossible for the person to be saved, how do you say? It doesn't matter because his he's relying on the Eibusher. And the Eibusher is not limited by the rules of nature. Okay. This is step number one. That a person's bitachin means a person has to work on themselves to not feel the need to rely or depend on anything in the world. We'll see later in the sikh that I mentions that you have to make a keli and teva. Any situation, there always has to be a keli and teva. We're not saying that a person should sit back and do nothing. But whatever they're doing, whatever a person is doing to, to, to remedy a situation, it's because he's told by the Abisha that to make a keli and teva. That's his job. But... But who is he depending on, or what is he depending on, for the outcome to be? And he doesn't depend on anything else, or anybody else. This in itself is the foundation, the basis of the person's betochen. Because he has the Bitochen, because he has thrown his entire life, his entire future, his entire destiny into the hands of the Eibishter and is not putting his, 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 his uh, hope in anybody else, this is why he is able to have this Bitochen that the Eibishter will do everything for him in the best and possible ways, even if he might be undeserving. And here's what the Rebbe explains this, he said, <speaking in Hebrew> Vitachen doesn't mean that a person believes that since the Abisher's kindness is infinite, it's not based on any on any circumstances whether a person does deserve or the person doesn't deserve. So therefore, he could do nothing, and the Abisher is going to give uh, him kindness. Because if that was the case, then there's no concept of reward and punishment. There has to be sometimes negative consequences. So to say, I believe that the Havishah is always going to be kind to me, that's not the Pshat. Ela Bitochen Bitachin is an Avedah. That I mentioned this previously also, Avedah. And a Yigiyah, it's a hard work, it's toil. as Hashem and this avoided to trust in Hashem, this brings down the Abish's kindness as a result of the person's hard work and effort to trust in Hashem. When a person truly depends on the Abishter, from the depth of his soul, to the point that he doesn't worry at all, this this uh, uh, total dependence on Hashem and something that He works on it. It's not easy. It's not something that comes by itself. You have to work on yourself to be able to not be afraid of the circumstances, not worry about the situation, and rather to be able to be certain and confident that the Abishter is going to help. This causes that the Eibishter should actually reflect that Back to him, that Abishah does goodness for him, good for him, and kindness, even if, uh, 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 other than this, he may not have been deserving. I do think it's important, and a couple of our artists over here, to see how the Rebbe sees this also in Nigla in the Torah. In order 40, he brings from the Ikrim, that it says, until him, ba Someone who trusts in Hashem will be surrounded by Chesed. Even though he himself is not deserving of it. It is the way of Bitochin that it draws down free kindness, undeserved kindness, on those who trust in Hashem. And again in the Sefer Ikrim it says. If the person hopes for Hashem properly, then the chesed cannot be held back from the Eivshter. Then he brings from the Kadakemach, Kemach, who beteich Hashem, someone who trusts in Hashem. Yisugav min hatsara will be uplifted, will be uh, uh, lifted up from the tsara. as a reward for the bitachin, love, even though he was deserving of the tsara. And then the Rebbe brings from Yalkut Shemani, "Yes, be nechem yereish If there's anybody amongst you who is fearful of Shemayim, bitchu Bishmi, trust in my name, v'hu eimid l'chem, and he will save you. Shako mi shabteach b'shmi, anybody who trusts in me, ani matzilo, I save him." And then the Rebbe brings from the Kesher Shemtiv, where it says, "Kishereitzin lipara ha'einus." When the heaven does want to punish someone who is deserving of a punishment, as we take away from him the b'tachen. The, the Shemaim tries to take away the b'tachen from the person because, as long as he has bitachin, he can't be punished. So, in these in in, in these uh, uh, various different sources. The, the, the takeaway that we're taking from this is that when a person has Bitochen, the Bitochen triggers or causes the fact that the Eibishter should do, fulfill that which the person trusts. So this answers our question. There's more in a second, but let's just say for a moment, this really answers our question. A person says, on what basis should I trust in Hashem? Well, if I don't deserve it, and th- things are happening, you know, I, I have a muna, the it, it, it can do anything, and I even know that uh, whatever happens comes from the Ebishter that it's good. But for me to have that the e-bishter, the Ebishter is going to do what I want him to do. On what basis? The answer is on the basis of that the Bishasa person has the, it fulfills the to actually to actually expect from the Abishter good things, because depending and relying only on the Abishhthir, there that, that Bitochen brings about that the Abishter should respond in kind and save him from the Tzara, even if other than this if not for the Bitochen, he wasn't deserving. And this is the this this is the commandment to trust in Hashem. or other Psukim that that, that have these uh these words are similar. A person has to depend his entire being on the Abishter. That the Abishter will do goodness to him in the revealed and visible goodness. And if a person does that, that he trusts and relies on the Abishter. Without making any calculations, can I be saved? Can it happen? Will it happen? Etc. Then the Ibishtah responds in kind, as the expression goes, usually translated measure for measure, but the Ibishhthir gives back to us what we do to him, for him. the Ibish protects him, and has mercy on him. in do even if, according to the calculations, the person is not deserving of it, but nevertheless, the aviaster protects him and has mercy in him, that it should be good for him, and, all, and specifically in the in the perspective, of in the parameters of this world, something that we could see and feel and experience. In order 42, the Rebbe brings from the Zoyar, but it says, that the the, the the uh higher worlds they give to the lower worlds in the in the color, in the in the state that the lower worlds are in. If the worlds below are in a state of illumination, of light, then that's the light that will be shined upon them from above but if the worlds below are in a state of melancholy, then, etc., then it has the opposite result. So again, we see this reflection between the above and the below. In Order 43, the Rebbe says, Rebbe means Tanya, Niger nasa, the says, so he brings a source to that from Tanya, that the goodness that happens through this amuna, uh, in the Tanya, in, 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 it refers to an Amuna, but the way we're touching it here in the Sikha is specifically we're talking about Bitochin, but it, the Toiv is the goli the goodness that happens is also in a revealed goodness that something the person could experience. So this is, is is this is an incredible idea, and that is is that the reality is dependent on us. We have the power to change the reality. That despite the fact that the circumstances don't look good, and despite the fact that the person might not be deserving chas and despite the fact that all the chashboyness lead to a certain outcome, one that we would not want, Nevertheless, b'sha'as a person has bitochen. When a person shows the Eibishter, that I trust in you and I rely on you and on nothing else and on nobody else, then the Eibishter responds in kind and changes. Changes what the destiny might have already been. Changes what the, what the person might have deserved. Changes what could or should have been expected. And saves the person and does kindness to the person and protects the person and gives them Teva And now we can understand the words of the That itself good. It's not an, a, a side thing, it's a reward. If you're going to think good, then Abishal will reward you and you'll have a good outcome. No. That is the definition of bitachin. The definition of bitachin is that I I I, I trust in Hashem, and I, I I trust in Hashem. And when I trust in Hashem, the abisha changes. So therefore, I could trust in Hashem. If I didn't know what was going to happen, how can I trust? But the whole concept of bitachin is is that the abisha responds in kind. And therefore, the mitzvah of bitachon is to reach a place where I know that the abuser is going to respond in kind, and therefore I trust in Hashem and only in Hashem. And therefore, tadaht good, vet good. If a person thinks positive, it, it actually changes that the future, that the future becomes good. So, this 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 revolutionizes our understanding of bitachon. It actually revolutionizes our, our whole future. Because as we go into every day with the challenges and the hardships and the struggles of a day, and we're concerned or we're worried or we're worried or nervous how the day is going to play itself out. But if we wake up in the morning, that a person is confident in the Ebrister, that everything's going, to, everything's going to be then it's going to be then it's going to be and th- th- this could transform our entire life. Now we're going to go back see vav we're going to go back to the, to, to the Possek of Moshe Rabbeinu. We're going to see, it's actually going to be presented in a negative sense, but we're going to see this concept in the Possek, that the way Moshe reacts to a situation actually has an effect in the physical world on what happens next in the story. And because of that we see that the Vajira Moshe, is not an irrelevant detail in the story, but it's extremely relevant detail in the story. It does trigger the next part of the story, which we thought it didn't in the question. This is the this is the intent of the Pasik. When it tells us about the fact that Moshe was afraid, <speaking in Hebrew> when he heard from the Jew, are <speaking in Hebrew> you going to kill me like you killed the Mitzri?' Last you say that mitzvah And the pasuk wants to teach us this foundation. This fundamental rule in the Midah of Bitochin, <speaking> <Hebrew> it's the Bitochin itself that brings and leads to causes the, the salvation from the <speaking in Hebrew> And from the positive, you can deduce the negative. <speaking in Hebrew> that if a person does not get saved from the Torah, <speaking in Hebrew> because he was lacking Bitochin, this is such a, a, a earth shattering statement statement, that just like in the positive, if you have the proper bitochin, you could change and be saved, and receive the Yeshua Hashem, if chas v'shalem, a person doesn't get the result that he wanted, it's because of a lack of bitochin. and the Rebbe brings a Yusaid, a, a, a mocker in Nigla, in order 44, there's a Gemara in brachas. there were two Amirim that were walking, I don't remember their names, Asnach, one of them, sighed, a, a, a sigh. I'm in order 44. So the other one said, he wants to bring Yisurim upon himself, wants to bring suffering upon himself. That when I'm afraid, that brings upon me Negativity. Which means that had the person be been one hundred percent trusting in Hashem without any concern, without any worry, he would have been saved. Because asnach, because he sighed, therefore he was bringing Yisurim upon himself. And this is what this is what the pasuk is telling us about This is what it says. meshach was afraid. And then he said, this thing became known. immediately after that v'yishma pari hurt. wanted to kill Meisham. Moshe had to run away. What Since Moshe was afraid for his life, and he did not have the proper bitokhin that he won't get any damage. He won't get hurt because of his good deeds. To save a, a Jewish man from an Egyptian, which was hitting him, and to rebuke those the two Jews who were fighting, he was doing a good thing. So if he would have bitachin, then nothing would happen. But because he was lacking the bitachin, that, that that Abish is going to protect him. This caused that Pari should hear about it. And because that he wanted to kill Moshe, and Moshe had to run away, Moshe was compelled to escape. So now we understand the story. Moshe was afraid, and that caused the Yishma based Pari. In the question, we were wondering. They did something, Pari hears about it. They had to hear about it because the they informed on, 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 on Moshe. Says the Rebbe, the, had Moshe not been afraid, the story wouldn't have played itself out that way. Either they wouldn't have informed, or they would have informed, probably wouldn't care, or party wouldn't care. Something would have happened that Moshe would not have to run away. Because there was a Vayina, there was Vayishma, therefore, party heard, probably wanted to kill him, and Moshe had to run away we could also find an extra nuance in the words that Moshe said behold this had been known not only did Moshe think about it he was scared in his heart he said it out verbally which this highlights the lack of and not only did it Come up in his mind, and like he even spoke it out. He even said it out verbally. That I, oh, I'm scared. What I, what I did yesterday is now known. However, had he had the full. Trust in Hashem. And he would not be afraid or worry at all about the situation that he's in. That it became known and it could reach Pari. He wouldn't, have, wouldn't, he wouldn't have been afraid of that. This would have caused that this would have been forgotten. Before I said it, would have, maybe Pari wouldn't care. Here the Rebbe says very clearly. This would have caused that it would have all been forgotten. It would have been good in revealed and visible goodness. So, I'm all, and we, I'm all, we need to understand something through the negative, and all, we even, I mean, even sacrifice Moshe Rabbeinu in order to teach us this most powerful and important message. We can understand it in the negative that because therefore but, we could, but this we, we can understand it in the, in the positive that b'shast there's no Yira mo'isha b'shast the person is confident and certain that the Eibushter is going to take care of him and that the Eibushter is going to give him her him the outcome that the nigla the, then that actually happens that is bitachan that's what bitachan means I'm so certain that the Eibushter is going to do it because the Eibushter gave me the power to have bitachan in him and change the situation. We and from this we can take away a very practical lesson. If a person encounters distractions or or, or hardships in the fulfillment of teira mitzvahs, that to get rid of these these distractions, these disturbances, are deep, it, it is dependent upon him and on his own conduct. Ba Hashem, if he has complete trust in Hashem, will help; will be good. he's totally at peace, without any concerns. Who can move obviously, does everything in his power to get rid of naturally to get rid to get rid of these of these disturbances, these uh, um, these distractions. So but if a person besides for take, doing the natural, taking care of the natural means, but he has bituch and gummar hashamachno, we have been promised. Tracht gut, zain gut, chakane, yeah, this will be this way in actuality. She is batlukalamanias fiakuvum, all the things that are getting in the way will become will become not. The tev she tev yielu bepeil and will be good for him. In actuality, mamish the tevanir of our invisible and revealed goodness, leini basar with our own physical eyes, lematam yasar tvachem in the space of this physical world. Ksheim she begulus mitzrayim namar she beschus habitachin niglu yisal mitzrayim. Just like begulus mitzrayim, it says that it was in the merit of the bitachin, the yidden were redeemed from mitzrayim. Maltechzeu begeula migaluzzei achrin. So too it is the geula of this final galus. As the Madrid says that just for the fact that we're hoping and waiting for the ge'ula, that in itself makes us worthy of the ge'ula. Be this way for us. That in the merit of the bitachin of Yidin, that my salvation is near, is close. Zeichim, we are marriage. The Davis will take us out of Galus with the Gerula, Mitzvah shlema Mamush.